Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Glory be to the Lamb of God and a very good morning to our cherished listeners. We are continuing our discourse on contending for the faith. It's my joy again to come your way with the unadulterated word of God. Father, our Father, King of glory, salvation of Israel, we come to you and ask that your spirit that has kept us, your spirit that has raised us for a time like this, will minister to us your word. Equip us that we might live lives that will bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I'm treating the topic, contending for the faith. Beloved, for a quick recap from where we left off last week, our key scripture for this study is taken from the book of Jude, the letter of Jude. Jude wrote this letter to the church about the need to contend for the faith. Only one chapter, verses 3 and 4, Jude wrote, Dear friends, although I was eager to write you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. For certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago, have secretly slipped in among you. They are godless men who change the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our sovereign and Lord. Now, this is a New Testament reading. I want to repeat. This is New Testament reading, the book of Jude 3 and 4. This is an admonition to the church of Jesus Christ. To all those who have received Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. There is a job to be done. Because Jude is warning us that men whose primary goal is to promote immorality and ungodliness permeates the body of Christ. Even during their time, if it could happen, then you can imagine what we have to contend with in a time like this. And the evidence is clear and it is there for our learning. I also made a point in my previous presentation about the need for us while we contend for the faith to be careful about our choice of words. I read from 2 Timothy and I'd like to do that again. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 23 to 25. 2 Timothy 2, 23 to 25. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. Verse 24. And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to take, not resentful. Those who oppose him, he must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil 
who has taken them captive to do his will. So let me tell you this. Occultists may not accept it. People involved in secret societies may not accept it. False prophets may not accept it. They may have their own opinion about how right their cause is. But my Bible clearly says that they have been taken captive. They have fallen into the trap of the devil. And they have been taken captive to do his will. What we can do as we contend for the faith is to pray for them. Show them the way out. Not to keep quiet. To keep quiet for me is a crime against the kingdom of God. and An insult to the blood of Jesus. Keep quiet about what? And people sometimes talk about being diplomatic. Guess what? How diplomatic was Jesus? The Bible says you have not resisted unto death. This thing is very costly. Many have died for us to get the Bible today. So trying to protect ourselves in our comfortable zone, uh, zone and trying to discourage people from contending for the faith is ungodly. Doesn't matter who is doing it. We are accountable not to men. We are accountable to God. And we have to keep our eyes on the ball and do what he wants us to do. But we must do it with the right spirit. As I read in Ephesians 4, in our previous discussion or study, Ephesians 4, 29-32 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Now I want to take it off from there and now jump to the final Alaska on which we ended our discussion last week, which is Ezekiel 33, 1-11. Ezekiel, by inference, tells us that God does not take it lightly when we don't contend for the faith, when we don't, we don't proclaim the gospel, when we see danger, people going to hell, and we keep quiet as if it's okay. We see people being literally dragged to hell. Now, some of them can be saved. Let's throw the word out there, and let's call a spade a spade. Let people know that the gospel of Jesus Christ is not for sale. It's not for sale. If somebody will want to give to a man of God, it should be out of a free will. Even tithing should not be compulsory. It should be left to people to decide. If they don't want to tithe, that's up to them and they are God. But we've got to teach and contend for the faith. And when people are being deceived, we must stand up and show them the alternative, which is the truth. Hallelujah. And so, let me quickly go to the book of Ezekiel 33. And for the sake of time, we discuss the first six verses. Let me now close it up with the verse 7 to 11. Verse 7 to 11. Ezekiel 33. It says, So you, son of man, put your name there, my dear listener, if you are a Christian, if you are a believer. So you, son of, you don't need to be a pastor. We are all ministers. The word minister means servant. So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Wherever you are, God has made you a watchman. Watchmen are diligent and vigilant. Watchmen have a role to play to protect. They have a protective and defensive role to play. To alert. That's why it says, I have set you a watchman. I made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. Now, I'm not out here suggesting to anybody to go out there and throw around humanistic ideas. I'm saying when God says it, say it. Whatever God has said to say, say it. 
Jesus warned us about the false prophets. I am a follower of Jesus. I am a servant of Jesus. I count myself redeemed and privileged to preach the gospel. And when I see a false prophet within my own context and confines and the space that I have to operate, I will say this is a false prophet. I would describe their modus operandi. I would, I would say it without thinking about it because I am under command to say it. At least some people will be saved. I need to tell people that the Bible wants them to receive Jesus because he is the only way to heaven. I want to tell those who have received Jesus Christ that they are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Nobody can demote them. Nobody can take away from them. They are right as children of God because the Bible declares as many as received him, he gave them the right, the power to become children of God. So when people know what they have become, they will not go about being swindled, being told that they need a special cream to ward off witches. Come on. The Bible says greater is he who is in you than the one in the world. So if the one in the world is assuming a proportion of greatness over you, the problem is with you. Either you don't know the word, you don't believe it, you don't accept it, or you are not being obedient to God. You, are, you may be living in sin. You, you are not working in the fullness of the principles of the word of God. You are not praying. Then you become vulnerable. Then you become vulnerable. Otherwise, all that you need to live a godly life. All that you need to live a godly life. Paul wrote to Timothy. Has been provided. You are more than a conqueror through Christ. Amen. If God wants to speak to you, he will speak to you. You don't have to go around seeking for God to speak to you. Have you finished reading your Bible anyway? Because that is the voice that can never mistake it with anything else. You can see I read this from the Bible and um, I want to know whether it's from God. Oh my goodness. That's God's holy book. And that's God's most authentic voice. Any other voice you hear outside of this book may turn out to be wrong. Paul says our vision is in part. That is scary. He said our prophecy, our vision is in part. That means it is not perfect. So here is the take. And here is the, here is the reason why I'm contending for the faith. For any man to suggest that once he has given a prophecy, nobody should challenge it. There's danger. You know, that person has taken the status or position of God. And I pray that you will not fall a victim to such a person. Back to the Bible. It says, Ezekiel 33 verse 8. If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die. And you do not speak to, to warn the wicked to turn from his way. That wicked person shall die in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hand. What is the basis for keeping quiet? When people are living in sin, when people are using the name of Christ, abusing the name of Christ to make merchandise, to make money for themselves. And you know this is not right to the extent that we got to a point where now people are being asked to drink detergent. Detergent for deliverance. And oh, okay, don't talk about it. Just go and preach about salvation. You got it wrong. I don't know what Bible you read. You got it absolutely wrong. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Let me, let me pick it again from verse 8 and then connect to verse 9. 
If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from his way, that wicked person shall die in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hand. But if you want the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, that person shall die in his iniquity, but you will have delivered your soul. That's what I want to do. I want to deliver my soul. You say, oh, but you have been delivered already. Wait a minute. <laughs> I am delivered to declare. And in declaration, my position will be determined. Yes, I'm saved. But what's my position? Remember, James and John went to Jesus with your mom. They said, well, in the kingdom to come, we want to sit on your left and your right. Position. Position. And that's what I'm going in for. So whatever the Bible says to do, by the help of God and the grace upon my life, I will do it. And I want to urge you. I want to encourage you. Don't sit back and be hoodwinked by quotations like judge. No, I'm not asking you to go and judge. I'm asking you to go and declare. Because that's what the Bible said we should do. It is not for us to determine who goes to hell. That, hey, look at you. You are going to go to hell. Definite. That's judgment. That's not it. Declaration says, you are on the wrong path. Because that path leads to hell. I'm not saying you are going to go to I'm saying the path you are walking in leads to hell. So you draw the conclusion. Whether you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. I've not, I've not made a definite judgment. I'm just making a declaration. Unveiling truth. According to the scripture. Because if I do that, like Paul told Timothy, that you should teach right doctrine to save both his hearers and himself. So our salvation is tied to our contending for the faith. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. You are listening to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal this and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. I hope somebody's been blessed this morning. Yes, there's no time. We really have to do the work because the Son of God is coming and He's coming quickly. If you look at what is unfolding all around the world, the intensity of even the heat that we are feeling right now, those who are weather watchers are telling us that 20, 2019 happened to be the year that experienced the hottest weather in the world. The Bible says this earth has been reserved for fire god told noah i'm no more going to destroy the earth with water but then we are told that this earth is reserved for fire and i can feel the fire coming and i want to escape and i don't want to be selfish i want to escape and i want to escape with all the false prophets and the occultists and i want to i want to i want to pray and and exhort them and encourage them to step out and give their life to jesus and cross over Meanwhile, those that are trapped in their circle, I go after them. And that is what it means to contend for their faith. 
I'm not interested in what anybody says in terms of insult or that's not that's not our take. Our take is to contend for the faith. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Ah, now believers, hear me out. For those of us, especially those in leadership position in the body of Christ, we need to understand that God does not expect us. Listen to the word I'm going to use. God does not expect us not only to keep quiet, but to tolerate, to tolerate things and people who are working against his kingdom and the salvation of souls. Jesus Christ gave a message to John the Beloved on the island of Patmos. This is recorded in the book of Revelation. The whole book of Revelation. But in the book of Revelation, I want to zero in on Revelation chapter 2. Verses 18 to 20. Revelation 2, 18 to 20. It reads, To the angel of the church in Tyra write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Commendation. Wonderful. Let's get to verse 20. Nevertheless, the moment that is interjected, you know, is going to contradict what went before. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess. This pause is deliberate. I deliberately paused. Now this is Jesus speaking to the beloved disciple John who laid his head on his chest when everybody was asking who will betray you and Jesus would not answer. This was the, the, the young man who asked him who will betray you and Jesus said the one I will give the bread to. Now Jesus was speaking to him in very very strong language and he said Tell the church in Terra Terra, they're doing a lot of great things. In fact, they are doing more than what they did at first. But, I have this against them. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess. <laughs> By a teaching. Note here. By a teaching. By a teaching. She misleads my servants into sexual immorality and eating of foods sacrificed to idols. What is being revealed here? I dare to suggest that God and Christ for that matter does not expect his church to tolerate those who claim to be prophets or prophetesses who by their teaching Jesus said teaching she teaches who by their teaching whether by word or deed misleads people into sin. Beloved, there should be no attempt to rewrite the script. If your light cannot deal with the darkness of deception, which has become the stock in trade of false prophets, then that light is hidden under a bushel. It's hidden under a bed. And you will be accountable to the Lord one day for keeping quiet and being too nice to declare the works of darkness. I want to stress, I made this point, but I want to stress again. There are personal opinions that people have. Personal opinions should not necessarily be considered a biblical truth. 
And I dare to say to a brother, I dare to say to a sister out there who is seeing the rape of our faith and the embarrassment to the kingdom, the, the, the disgrace and the cheapening of the blood and supreme sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary. If you have just a little respect and honor for the word and the works, supreme sacrifice of Jesus on Calvary, stand up and be counted. No hatred, no use of abusive language, clearly defined message. Jesus Christ is the way. And he has said, come unto me all ye that labor and I will give you rest. Spiritual language. Spiritual rest. And when you come to Jesus, know that no human being has the right to take you captive and determine your destiny. Whether by prophecy or by whatever. Let me tell you, those of you who are very crazy about prophecy. The Bible says, do not despise prophecy prophesy or prophecy and so we're not talking down prophecy bad bad you can't live your life as a believer chasing prophecies it is unbiblical the disciples lived a normal life when god wanted to speak to them he spoke to them the just shall live by faith and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god the reason why you have become a captive to false prophets, maybe, I hope not, but if you are listening to me and you are a captive of false prophets, it's because you listen to them. And faith comes by hearing. Because that is all you hear and you don't hear the word of God, you don't listen to the word of God, you don't read the word of God, you don't meditate on the word of God. That's why you are where you are. And sometimes people ask, well, but, but what is, where does the bad come from? He said, Joshua, you shall keep this law you shall meditate on it day and night. Then shall your way be prosperous and you shall have good success. You want prosperity, but you don't want to pay the price of studying the word for yourself. You don't want to pay the price of praying. You don't want to pay the price of finding a true Bible-believing church and, and using your time, your talents, your resources to build the kingdom of God and bring other lost souls to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You just want to name and claim and name and claim and every time somebody is the reason for where you are, wake up. Check yourself if you want to go up. This is the day the Lord has made. Redemption must begin from you so it can touch your family, it can touch your friends and all other relationships. Let me tell you who you are. You are a child of God unless you have not received Jesus Christ. And if you have not, what an opportunity and what a, an open door. You may be lying in bed right now or wherever you are and you are so 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 torn apart because Everywhere you turn, things are so difficult and it's like, where is God? God is alive. God is alive. God never promised that every day is going to be Christmas. Jesus said, in this world, you shall have tribulation. That is no challenge. That is suffering. He said, but hey, I'm not going to leave you in it. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, I want to encourage you. It is time for you to do something for God. Instead of always thinking about yourself. When you get busy doing something for God. Talking for God. Redeeming souls. I mean calling souls. 
that the blood of Christ has been shed for their redemption, bringing them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The more you de-emphasize yourself, the more God is emphasized through you. The glory of the Most High God will be revealed through you and in you. And wherever you go, you will make a difference. Contend for the faith. Speak out for Jesus. See how other people of other faiths are so proud and carrying dressing in the fashion that will, will show that this is who we are. Carrying objects that show this is who we are. But when it comes to Christians, especially Christians in my beloved God, we behave as if, as if our God is dead. And we have the living God. As if we have been asked to carry the whole world. I pray for you and I pray for myself. That we come to a place of true revelation of what we have been called to do. That we will rise up to the assignment. God is not unjust. He rewards faithfulness. God rewards hard work. And if you and I will commit ourselves to doing that which we have been called to do, we will have no cause to become victims in a pawn game of charlatans, trading the blood of Jesus for personal gain. When we see people being asked to buy canes and cutlasses, to prayer meetings, to deal with demons in their lives, let me tell you this. Those of us who have the light of the gospel have no excuse to sit back and be quoting, judge not that you may not be judged. That's a misquotation and a misapplication. It's a doctrinal error. When the, Christ, the name of Christ is blasphemed because of the fraud perpetrated by false prophets. Every born again believer, whether is or a sort, has the responsibility to contend for the faith. We are talking here about souls, precious souls, being trapped, held captive, and ready to be delivered to the devil to suffer in hell for all eternity. My soul weeps. Let me take you now in prayer before the throne of God for mercy to attend us. We are contending for the faith. Father, we thank you. It's been such an awesome time in your presence. In a time like this, Lord, I know that our complacency and our lame excuses grieves you badly. Souls are dying. And we are so comfortable just naming and claiming and getting and asking for more. And naming and claiming and get, oh Lord, forgive us. May we become instruments that the Holy Spirit can use to bring salvation to the nations. Let this be the burden that we carry for the rest of our lives. Contending for the faith that has once and for all been entrusted to us, the saints. May our day and the rest of our lives be used to bring light to the people sitting in darkness so that the sacrifice that you made on Calvary will not be wasted. Thank you. God bless you for listening to Bible Platform. I'm your friend Pastor Hansen Better saying bye for now. I love you much. That's why I'm declaring this truth to you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, contact Reverend Metal on 0244 2390 
024-024-239024. Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your great-